Well, welcome to Actionable Intelligence. I'm Eric Greitens, and I am honored to be with you tonight. We've got a big show lined up for you tonight, and we want to get right after it. It's been a big day, um, a day that I think decades from now people are going to look back on when they look at the history of the American Republic. We saw violence, protests at the Capitol as the election was being certified. Throughout the day, throughout the big news day, John Solomon and his team at JustTheNews.com have been following every detail of these stories, keeping you updated at JustTheNews.com. And in studio tonight, we have John Solomon right with us. Uh, John, thanks so much for being with us. Good to be with you. Big night here in Washington, D.C. As you and I are sitting here tonight, the city is under curfew as of just a couple of minutes ago. Uh, we saw a lot, we saw violence, we saw protests we at did. the Capitol. You and your team have been following this throughout the day. For our viewers who are just tuning in, who might be coming back from work, give everybody an update on the biggest developments today. Please. Yeah, uh, essentially uh, the shortest way to get this is that there was a siege of the Capitol today yeah. that a small group of people stormed the Capitol. They broke through windows. They fought hand-to-hand with police. One woman was shot, we believe, mortally, uh, is what we're hearing. Uh, and it's taken hours to clear the Capitol and try to restore order in the country. And as a result, uh, we now have National Guard dispersed all yeah. throughout the city. And uh, what started as a peaceful opportunity under the Constitution to make a final stand against, for those who are, are upset with the election results and the integrity issues that this election has, it was all marred by this violence. And I think that whatever these uh, protesters, uh, anarchists, thought they were doing. They set back the cause of the Republic, the Republican Party, and MAGA in a big way. It's going to be a moment that's not soon forgotten in America. Yeah, I think, you know, we always remember, we covered here throughout the summer violence that was happening across American cities. I know when I was governor, we always went out and we said, everyone has the constitutional right to peacefully protest. Everyone has the constitutional right to peaceful assembly. But what we saw tonight was you did see people actually sieging and storming the Capitol. Um, As you mentioned, it sounds like one woman tragically has lost her her life. We're waiting for for confirmation about this. But this was was a day that was unfortunately going to be marked by this uh, by the violence that we that we saw there uh, give our viewers an update we also know we sound that we understand that people were fighting that they were protesting yeah. and then fighting with police officers were, in the capital we have some officers like, injured it yeah. sounds like tear gas there were so some officers who were right. injured uh, what what do we know about uh, the status of those those officers and where we're at? Uh, I don't know, I don't believe there are any real serious injuries, but you know when you're in a hand to hand fight situation, people yes. get hurt. Yes. And uh, there was a lot of chaos. There was some trampling going on. Uh, these officers worked bravely. They were in large numbers and they worked together, uh, and uh, they were able to get every member safely out of the Capitol. That's a, a great tribute to the law enforcement's efforts. Yes. Uh, but you know the 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 images, the pictures. They're going to be long seared in our memory. And for a long time, the Republican Party, the conservatives, the MAGA movement had the upper hand in this debate over police. And today, these yahoos, they squandered that opportunity for the MAGA movement, for the conservative movement. And uh, they dishonored the police that they claimed that they were supporting. So it's a bad day. Yeah. Let's go ahead and actually play one of those pieces of video so that our viewers can actually see and and hear that. Let's go ahead and, and cue that, guys.
Yeah, I mean, it's not the kind of scene that you want to have in the greatest constitutional republic that has ever existed no. happening right there in, in the capital. And that's not USA. You hear them chanting USA, but yeah. that's not what America no, is. No, not what America we, is. We, we have passion. We, we, we exercise our rights, but we don't attack our law enforcement. We don't siege a building and destroy property. That's not what America is. And so it's an antithetical moment. I think it's one that's going to create bipartisanship in this town, and maybe we'll start to get some things done for the American people that have long been overdue. Absolutely. So, you know, other big developments uh, in Georgia today. Um, it looks like both of the Democratic candidates have won the election in the that's Senate. Right. At least the Associated Press is reporting yeah. uh, that that that. I that's think that's a fair case. call on that too. I think yeah. that the numbers are there. Yeah, and so and so, walk us through what you're hearing. You're always talking with folks across the political spectrum, yeah. but what are you hearing from Republicans and conservatives about their assessment of what went wrong in Georgia, not just in this election, but in kind of the weeks leading up to it? You know, I'm going to try to write a piece for the morning tomorrow yes. uh, uh, entitled "How the GOP Lost Washington and What They Need to Do to Get mm -hmm. It Back." And what we are hearing from all the experts on the ground is that the this election, both the November third and the yes. runoff last night were won before Labor Day. How? When Democrats negotiated or allowed changes in the electoral processes, things that the legislatures in those states had not sanctioned, right. not approved as the Constitution requires, yes. they set up a system that Democrats could benefit in an old-fashioned get-out-the-vote system. People don't want to go to the polls, but if you bring them the ballot, maybe they'll sign it for you and send it in, right? Yeah. And so the Republicans ran an old Tammany Hall or Chicago-style ballot uh, operation, and the Republicans, sticking to their principles, wanted people to show up at the polls in the day. And the fact of the matter is it's easier to get people to vote in advance than it is to get people to show up in a poll, particularly when you're in a pandemic. Yes. And it's just a numbers game. The Democrats did a bigger number uh, than the Republicans. The Republicans did a lot of big numbers. It was a big, historic runoff. Yes. Never this many people have voted in Georgia in a runoff. Right. Uh, but the Democrats had a few more people, quite a few more people. And I think what has to happen now is these state legislatures, Georgia, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, um, Michigan, all Republican-controlled. they got to take back the rules of the election, set rules for election, tell the elected officials, you don't get to tamper with them. These are our rules, the yes. Constitution says us, and reset the, the system before the 2022 elections occur. Yeah, absolutely. And then, Jen, what it looks like now is that you're going to have a Democrat in control of the White House, right. Democratic control of the Senate, because, as people will remember, the Senate should have a 50-50 tie now, and the vice yeah. president, Kamala Harris, would break those ties. That's right. You have Democratic control of the House. This provides an opportunity for a big Democratic agenda, and some big issues have been put on the table. What are you hearing that they might be trying to attack first in the, the first few weeks? You know, I think uh, the big liberal wish list is not going to uh, get out in a big way, certainly yeah. not in the first few months. Why is that? It's 50-50 in the Senate. Oh, you only need one defector to stop mm -hmm. uh, any Democratic thing. And Joe Manchin becomes a very important yes. a Democrat from uh, West Virginia who comes from MAGA country. Mm -hmm. uh, he becomes a very important people, and he can, he can make a lot of deals uh, on 51, 52 votes. I think you're going to see President Biden, if he becomes president on January 20th, uh, focus on things like infrastructure. Everybody's mm -hmm. been wanting to get an infrastructure uh, deal mm -hmm. in place. Mm -hmm. I think he'll do that. He's certainly going to get another COVID relief package. Yeah. It, it was clear last yes. night. If you're going to be Georgia, you all get $2,000. That yes. was the promise, right? Um, and I think he'll focus on those things. 
the dynamic to watch for is the left wing of the Democratic Party, mm -hmm. which has always distrusted Biden, uh, becoming frustrated very early on that their agenda is not getting to the forefront. Yes. Uh, and, and uh, you know, him having to wear Joe Biden, having to wear his breastplate backward because the real fire is coming from behind him, not from Republicans. Now, he'll do things with executive orders. Sure. Uh, it will restore DACA. There'll be things that he'll make the liberals happy. But the, the big uh, green energy uh, efforts, uh, statehood for these territories, which, by the way, re require supermajority. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, some of the more uh, stacking the court, the votes aren't there for it right now. Yeah, and when you when you look at this, we've talked about Joe Manchin, senator from West Virginia, comes from MAGA country, has traditionally been a centrist. He's one of the few centrists left in a Senate which has been increasingly divided. Very true. When you look at other folks in the Democratic Party of those 50 senators, who else do you think is going to be wielding influence over the Biden agenda in the Senate? You know, I think uh, there'll be a small number of Republicans, the uh, Mitt Romneys of the world, mm -hmm. right, that will reach out and say to President uh, uh, Biden, I want to help you for the things that matter to my constituents. And so you'll see a small influential group of Republicans that will try to engage the vice president. Uh, I think all the chairmen, all the new chairmen are going to be important. And then the person to watch is mm. how will Chuck Schumer run the Senate? Right. He's had a difficult time sometimes keeping his gang together. How will he do? And then separately, how will Nancy Pelosi do in the House? She barely won her right. speakership. They had a wheel in COVID patients <laughs> to make sure she got elected. So the question now becomes, how will she uh, govern in, with a, a raucous left wing in, in the House. The House is much more liberal than yes. the Senate is. And yes. so uh, it's going to be a dynamic. I think the Democrats are going to have to feel their way around for a while time. Yeah. So obviously, big night tonight. Right. Uh, as we look forward to Thursday to Friday, what are the stories that your reporters are looking at? You mentioned the story that you're going to be putting out tomorrow morning. That'll be available at justthenews.com right. for everyone to read. What are the other things that people need to be looking at and thinking about this week? Because this is obviously going to be a big news week. It is. And, and keep in mind, there was a certification ongoing yes. when this uh, a terrible yes. event occurred in the Capitol. Yes. Will they resume it? How will they resume it? Will Republicans drop their request? Will they require the 10 hours of debate uh, that was mm. uh, planned? Uh, that still has to resume and get done so that we get through the certification process. Then I think uh, it's uh, time to find out how will the transition happen? Will the remaining people in the Trump administration try to assist the Biden administration? Mm. How will the president act? Right? We're going to be watching yes. the president very carefully. He very forcefully brought in the National Guard, denounced the violence, urged people to go home. But what's he going to do in the last few days? To, how will he move his coalition? How will he move beyond this event? Uh, those are the things that we're going to be watching most closely in Washington. Yeah, And there was there was the video that the president put out. It hasn't gotten a lot of attention no. out there, but he came out with a very strong video telling people to go home, go home. to make sure that they were supporting law enforcement, that were the party of, of law and order, and letting people know that he wanted people, if they were going to protest, to protest peacefully exactly. and, and to go home. Uh, what do you think his message is likely to be over the course of these next couple of weeks, just in the 30 seconds that we've got left? You know, he has some things on his to-do list he wants to get done. There's mm -hmm. still declassification of documents to yes. put the end of the Russia saga behind us. There are executive orders he still wants to get done. He's trying to get the border wall done. Um, he, so, And the world is a dangerous place. There are foreign threats all around, China, Iran, all agitating. He's going to be pretty preoccupied. There's not going to be a lot of big agenda items for him to accomplish. Awesome. Well, John, thank you. Thank you very much. Very much. Thanks, Again, sir. folks, that's John Solomon, founder and editor-in-chief of JustTheNews.com. You can go out to JustTheNews.com, check out all of the latest stories on what has been a very big news day, and stay there tonight as they continue to update those stories. Stay right with us. We're going to be back in just a minute.
Well, welcome back to Actionable Intelligence. I'm Eric Greitens. We're joined now by Heather Mullins. As you know, you've seen her on this show before. She's Real America's Voice correspondent, and she's been on the ground in Georgia monitoring the Senate races there. Uh, Heather, this has been a wild day and a half. Give everybody an update, if you would, please, on where we stand right now. So thank you for having me back on here, Eric. Always great to be on here. Uh, the Senate races, as you saw, uh, much similar to what we what the general election looked like right up at the end there the two democrats pull ahead and we actually saw a very similar spike in the votes as they came in specifically dekalb county uh, neighbors fulton county's big controversial one those two counties held off on on putting ballots in despite all the other counties in the state were sort of reporting in a similar fashion so it really sticks out and you know what recently happened today actually big news there was a hearing for voter George, voter GA filed a lawsuit to uh, inspect the ballots at the State Farm Arena, and a judge actually ordered an evidentiary hearing today, uh, basically to see if the Fulton County denied giving them information on an open records request. So if this is what I think it is, we could potentially have Fulton County officials lying under oath today in today's hearing, and now the judge is going to inspect the documents on January 15th at 10 a.m. So that's the big story. Um, they did put off the actual part of the lawsuit that will allow them to inspect those ballots. Okay. Um, but but that's basically the big news from the general election. The runoff races, they have until uh, Friday to actually procure all the rejected ballots. So for that reason alone, I won't say either race has been officially called, um, but that's just a little update. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Heather. And again, uh, those ballots should be coming in, the last of them, over the course of this week. And can you update everybody, all of our viewers, on what the provisions are? A lot of people have talked about a potential recount in these, in these runoff races. So I was at the Grand Hyatt last night at the Leffler-Purdue uh, event where everyone was watching the ballots come in. And Kelly Leffler herself said she's going to challenge it. They're going to do a recount. They're going to look into this. It's going to be very, very similar to the, the November 3rd election, which we're still not done with. So this is pretty crazy. And there's actually uh, a couple dates. I believe the the about 10 days that the Secretary of State has to certify the runoff races. Um, so it'll be interesting if the public's going to put pressure, because when we see what's going on in D.C. right now, a lot of this, too, stems from what's going on in Georgia. These Senate runoff races are huge. This is what's going to control the Senate. And when we heard uh, this lawsuit earlier, this hearing, the, the, the plaintiffs pleading to audit these ballots were saying, look what's happening in D.C. Someone we recently confirmed died. People want answers and they're not being given the answers. And that's what's causing all of this that you see in D.C., too many unanswered questions, and this could really be solved. Allow the audits, allow the machines to audit. If Joe Biden's the rightful winner, people will accept it, but we want proof. We want these, these discrepancies to be looked into. We, when you turn away from, from looking into them, it's almost like you're as good as guilty. Well, Heather, we very much appreciate you being on the ground there in Georgia, updating our viewers on all of the latest developments there. We know that you'll be down there, you'll be covering it, and we appreciate you giving us that, that perspective of the facts from the front lines down in Georgia. Now, I want to turn uh, to a fantastic team that we have right here in Washington, D.C. As I mentioned to you, the Capitol is at this moment under curfew. 
Uh, we're going to be joined in a moment by David Zier and Amanda Head from the Real America's Voice team. But first, I want to play this clip from the president's remarks this morning here in Washington, D.C. Go ahead and take a listen. I just, again, I want to thank you. It's uh, just a great honor to have this kind of crowd and to be before you and hundreds of thousands of American patriots are committed to the honesty of our elections and the integrity of our glorious republic. All of us here today do not want to see our election victory stolen by emboldened radical left Democrats, which is what they're doing, and stolen by the fake news media. That's what they've done and what they're doing. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. You don't concede when there's theft involved. Now, that was the president earlier today in Washington, D.C. He also put out a message calling for support for the police, calling for everyone to peacefully protest. And when the Capitol was siege, calling on people to go home and to respect the peaceful uh, right of others to, to, to protest. Joining us right now, here is David Zier and Amanda Head with the Real America's Voice team. Guys, thanks so much for being with us. This has been a really big and, and important night in yeah. the history of, of America. Uh, David, I know you actually had a friend. It sounds like tragically one woman lost her life in the Capitol uh, today. You had a source who actually told you a little bit about what might have happened there. I We're wait, a, waiting yeah. for details to come in. Yeah, and it'll, it'll all unfold, uh, yes. but a, a contact and a contributor to my show yes. um, was next to her. And uh, she was shot. It's very tragic. Everybody yes. was stunned. Um, but, you know, it has to unfold because yes. Capitol Police had their orders. Yes. You shouldn't be storming the Capitol. Yes. Um, but there's reports, you know, from him that most of the people inside were Trump protesters. And, and I think they marched over there after the Pence thing. You know, I think they were going to go over there anyway and mm -hmm. protest what was going on. But it's kind of like you get in a heated argument with somebody. They marched over and some people lost it. But, you know, 95% of the people there um, didn't enter the Capitol. Um, but there's reports in the Gateway Pundit now that a second man may have been killed. Wow. So I don't know, you know, the Obviously, details tragic, yet. But uh, tra tragic events uh, for everybody. It's very today, sad. Today it's very sad. It's very, it's very sad. It's very sad. And Amanda, what do, you, what do you make? Lots of stories at justthenews.com. Lots of things at Real America's Voice we've been following throughout the day. What do you think? You've been a contributor and an analyst for a long time. What do you think of the things are that are going to stand out and that our viewers need to be most paying attention to here? Well, I, I first want to uh, borrow a phrase from mainstream media. It was mostly peaceful. Yes. It's interesting how mainstream media has changed their tune. It's no longer mostly peaceful, even though today it actually was. Um, I think that Heather's right. I think that last night, the results from last night, contributed to a lot of the acrimony this morning. Obviously, then the peace uh, Pence information came out, and that just kind of fueled the fire. Um, I, I have traveled the entire country. I've covered uh, probably no less than, than 20 Trump rallies for this network. And you go to Trump rallies, and it's always peaceful, and then Antifa shows up. And it just takes one spark, you know? Like, you look at a, a, a pile of firewood, 
and there, there may be some embers underneath, and you don't even see them, but one little gust of wind provides the oxygen necessary to blow it up. I covered and about 15 rallies. Yeah, you were with me. Yeah. We've, we've never you've seen been out virus. there on the ground. We've been all yeah. over the Midwest, yes. working class America, yes. you know, and these people don't have a lot of money. They're castigated as deplorables by the media. Yeah. The left commits 200 crimes against humanity. Nobody says a word. Right. A few people lose it on the right, and now all of a sudden we're uh, seditious, right? Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. uh, and I don't think this is over. I think this is going to continue for a while. Um, but, you know, these people want attention. They want representation. People don't feel like they have representation from our government, no. especially mm -mm. if they're a small business owner, because yeah. even the Republicans in the Northeast and the blue states have been really weak. Well, and, and it's not just small businesses that have, have you know, failed because of coronavirus. Think of yeah. the small businesses that were burned this summer with BLM yes. and Antifa yeah. riots. Yes. I, I think, you know, a friend of mine made, a, I think, a very appropriate uh, tweet earlier. You know, the Confederacy was, was winning before Gettysburg. Um, and we, you know, we're, we're in this stage in America. It's really sad to see. But I think that President Trump, we've known this for a long time. He's not only up against the other side, but he's also up against the people in his own party and the people who are establishment Republicans who just kind of want the status quo. They just want to sail along and things run, you yeah. know, business as usual in D.C. and not rock the boat or anything. And, and like him or hate him, Donald Trump came to D.C. to shake things up. And I think that, you know, whether people who supported him in 2016 or whether people that supported him in 2016 felt this way then or not, a lot of people have gotten on board with the notion that we have an elite ruling class, the R or the D next to their name doesn't matter, and then there are the rest of us. Yeah, and the jury's probably still out on whether there were any Antifa there. And, you know, yeah. we don't know yet, right? Uh, but it's a very sad day for our country. Um, but I think God closes a window and opens a door, and, yes. and this will, you know, people's voices will be heard eventually, right? Well, I think it's essential that they are. I think it's one of the things that Real America's Voice tries to do, mm -hmm. you know, to, to a real degree, is to make sure that people's voices are heard, that people are also getting the stories that the mainstream media is always censoring. Mm -hmm. Because I think, Amanda, you made a really important point. This So often, you know, when I grew up, you thought of a political conflict as Democrats versus Republicans, mm -hmm. but the fact the fact is, when most Americans are looking at the conflict, it's not Democrats versus Republicans, it's the swamp and the establishment mm -hmm. versus the American people. Yep. And there are so many you know, people who are you know, in the Senate, in office, who have family members, who are lobbyists, that you have people who are just engaged in the political game rather yep. than really fighting for the people who they represent. And that's yep. what a lot of well, people Well, just David, look at the gravitas yes. of the pension system in local, state, and federal government. It's grown so big. And people don't want to see public officials making 200 grand when the average income is $45,000. Right. Yes. So people are bitter, they're resentful, they can't stay in business, the workers' comp keeps going up, and their taxes are through the roof. There's a lot of dynamics here on yeah. a lot of levels that cross party lines. I think yeah. we're entering an era just talking about the crossing of party lines, and I know we're up against a break, um, but you, you, know, you hear about the horseshoe theory, where you've got the fringe left and the fringe right that are on opposite ends of the horseshoe, politically, you know, ideologically, philosophically, but when they come back around, they're not really that far apart. And you and you see a lot of the Bernie people. We saw this this time around. Bernie voters who voted for Trump because they just felt like they hated the establishment that was at the well, center of the issue. Well, they have commonality on trade, yeah. Trump and Bernie, in yeah. a way. So, yes. 
Well, look, I think that I think that as we watch these next couple of weeks play out and then a potential Biden administration, I do think, as John Solomon remarked earlier, one of the key dynamics is going to be to see how the establishment and the swamp react mm -hmm. to the legitimate concerns of, of the American people. David and Amanda, I know you guys are both going to be continuing to follow this. You guys have been out there sure. on the front lines. We appreciate you joining us here in D.C. We hope you guys will, will stay safe tonight. Again, folks, that was David and Amanda. Stay right with us. We're going to be going out, taking a look at what's happening on the ground right now. Stay right with us. Well, welcome back to Actionable Intelligence. I'm Eric Reitens. We're joined now by Ben Bergquam. He's Real America's Voice correspondent who's been on the ground in Washington, D.C. throughout the day. You've seen Ben on the show before. Ben, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, we know it's cold out there. We know that you've been on the front lines uh, all day and into the evening. If you could, Ben, walk our viewers through what you saw and what happened today, beginning with the president's speech, leading up to where we're at tonight. Well, the day started early. Uh, we were out before the sun rose this morning, getting in line hundreds of thousands of people you, you couldn't see the end uh, of the sea of humanity as uh, you could describe it uh, from this beautiful location and the ellipse it's uh, right between the white house and the washington monument and people were fired up they were patriotic they were excited to be out there they were hopeful uh, upset with what happened in georgia yesterday but hopeful that uh, you know based on all of the overwhelming evidence that we've seen coming out uh, with these elections in these swing states that something positive was going to happen today. Uh, there's still a hope that Vice President Pence was going to take action and that the, the House and the Senate were going to uh, block the, the confirmation of these uh, electors. Uh, that, you know, President Trump had an amazing speech talking about that, laying out the evidence, and, and really, again, just in uh, one of the biggest, it was the biggest event that I've been to with the President outside of the inauguration in 2017. And so it just a, a beautiful day. Uh, we started the march and we were actually at the tail end of the march because we were wrapping up some of our interviews over there. And then, uh, you know, it's just again, it's just amazing. We were walking down Constitution Avenue. Pennsylvania Avenue was full. Both streets and the mall were full going down there. As we approached, we started to get word though that the uh, there was uh, that folks were actually breaching the barricades mm. and ultimately ended up breaching into Congress uh, as we were walking down actually almost to where we are right now on Pennsylvania Avenue there were several uh, uh, national security vehicles coming down the street and the crowd that we were around ended up blocking them saying don't come in here we don't you know you guys aren't here for us anymore uh, and they ended up driving those cars out and I've never seen that from the Patriot side, from the, uh, the, the Trump side. You, the, you know, you see that all the time with Antifa and BLM. They attack police and they stomp on their vehicles and they, uh, you know, and, and police basically have capitulated to BLM and Antifa and the, the uh, anarchist thugs around America. Today was the first time I saw Patriots say, we've had enough. And uh, ultimately from, you know, the reports we're getting, the videos we're getting from the inside, I never, I never was inside the building. Uh, but we've, you know, they, they got into the building, different rooms inside the building. I interviewed one of the guys that was in a room that they had barricaded, 10 of them. And he said, uh, as they were in there, they were trying, initially their hope was to talk to the police, to talk to Congress members, 
and to find to 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 you know uh, uh, give their grievances about what's happening. And they were immediately met with tear gas in their faces. And that was when they said they end up storming the building. And and then you know kind of best way to put it all hell broke loose in there. And uh, and then you know it's it's it, but the whole point. I kept talking to folks on the ground here. They just feel like. Their grievances have not been listened to. They feel like President Trump, the election was stolen from him, that if this doesn't change this year, we're going to lose this country. And so there's there's a sense of desperation that something has to happen. And, and folks are just, they're upset. I interviewed a lot of people on the ground that didn't go in, but every single person I interviewed said they support uh, the, the people being able to go into their house, and they believe that the politicians have become tone deaf, and they support President Trump 100%. Yeah, and, and Ben, you've, again, you've been out there uh, on the front lines all night. I know uh, you're a big supporter of, of law enforcement. Uh, I am as well. There's some initial reports that there might have been some, some injuries to some of the law enforcement officers. Uh, do we have any updated information on, on uh, the health of the, the officers there? I haven't heard anything yet. Uh, no, absolutely. I'm a huge law and order fan. I uh, support the police. Everywhere we go, we say thank you to the police and to our military. Uh, you know, our freedoms, they, they secure our freedoms. The, the, uh, but so, no, I don't have an answer for you on that. I will say this, though. There is, uh, there, in certain cities, and D.C. is one of those, the Metro Police, there is major frustration with them because of the the double standard of justice the, the you know not having equal justice under the law where where law-abiding citizens have been targeted in the past where uh, you know these anarchist groups have been given a pass because of mayor bowser and the police chief here and so there there's starting to be an uprising and a a, a, a swelling of you don't have the same sense of all police are good. with the mayor about that for certain. And we yeah. know the mayor has actually uh, imposed a, a curfew. Uh, there's a curfew right now. Correct. Again, if you could give our viewers a sense, like what's what's changed uh, there since uh, since the curfew came down? Well, we were uh, on the grounds just uh, just on the the grass just down from the steps of the capitol where uh, the uh, you know everyone had had scaled up the uh, inauguration platforms and uh, they started launching tear gas and smoke grenades and uh, dispersion uh, ordinances into the crowd uh, just about 10 minutes before six they drove everybody off the property and they've made the announcement that if you're on federal grounds you will be arrested there's still about Oh, I don't know, several hundred people that are gathered uh, just behind me towards the Capitol, uh, refusing to leave. Uh, on the streets, though, you know, although the, the mayor has announced a curfew, uh, it doesn't seem to be being enforced. Nobody has said anything to anyone that I've heard. Uh, and we're, we're just continuing to be out here to monitor the situation and, you know, just see. It's been a wild, crazy day. Started early, started before the sun came up and sun's down and uh, it's still going. Well, Ben, we very much appreciate you being out there uh, on the front lines. We hope that you and the team will uh, will continue to, to stay safe tonight. Appreciate you bringing that, that front line perspective to, to all of our viewers. Um, I want to turn now to Sophie Mann. Uh, you've seen her on this program many times. A fantastic reporter who's with Just the News. Sophie, it has been a really, really busy news day. And I understand that you have uh, what may be a, a tragic 
uh, update on, on one of the stories we've been following. Yeah, so as you say, you know, there have been 101 narratives coming out of the Capitol today, one of which was the woman who was shot in the Capitol building earlier today by, we believe, um, some sort of law enforcement officer. It's unclear what agency that officer was with, and so I'm sure that details of that will continue to develop over the course of the evening. But this was a woman who was appeared to be with the Trump supporters, had breached the Capitol building, um, and was at some point shot in the chest neck area. And there is some really um, graphic footage of the entire incident going on in the Capitol and her being transported out on a stretcher, sort of blood in clear sight. She was taken to a hospital, but um, it seems that she did not quite make it. Um, this is the only, thankfully, uh, casualty of the day so far. And as Ben said, where it's unclear exactly what the status of the injuries of the law enforcement officers are. It is also unclear exactly what transpired before this sure. shooting took place. Um, but at an early juncture, we had uh, we had lawmakers, including um, Kevin McCarthy, saying that they'd heard a gunshot uh, and police had begun to had begun to say shots have been fired. Um, this is again, this seemed to be the height of the violence and chaos that happened today. And, you know, every death is a tragedy. And I'm sure we will continue to see uh, this story unfold. Yeah, well, I mean, as we as we've always said, with, with all of these kinds of incidents, you need to wait uh, for the facts to come out. I'm sure that as you and the team continue to follow this and investigate, you'll put up more of those facts at, at justthenews.com. Mm -hmm. Sophie, what are the other big stories that you and the team have been paying attention to today? Well, so, I mean, I would say the number one um, issue right now that we're really keeping a watchful eye on, especially our uh, Hill reporter Nick yes. Ballacy, is, of course, what we went into the day expecting, which was the vote on the yes. Electoral College slate. So, obviously, that was interrupted um, early this afternoon. Senators and congressmen were forced to evacuate and shelter in place in their offices. What we are now hearing is that um, the lawmakers are attempting to return to the Capitol building later this evening to get their job done, certify this election by the end of January 6th and move uh, America along with the transition of power. However, that ends up looking. Um, it's unclear if that will be able to happen because Mike Pence, Vice President Mike Pence, who needs to be there, um, was evacuated by the Secret Service particularly early and we don't know if he'll be allowed back into the building. We don't know exactly what the status of the chambers being swept is and if it will be safe for lawmakers, particularly Mike Pence and those in the leadership who have significant yeah. detail um, to be allowed back in. But we know that congressional leaders are attempting to make that happen happen to, you know, show show strength to the American people, getting their job done, um, responding in some capacity to the events of this day as opposed to delaying the uh, as opposed to delaying the certification, which was certainly the goal of the protesters today. And so in theory, that would be happening in the next five and a half hours. They're mm -hmm. trying what, what you're hearing is they're trying to actually get that done today, January 6th, mm -hmm. before before midnight. Well, right. I know that you and the team are going to continue to keep everybody updated at justthenews.com. We also know that you're following a story about a pipe bomb or a potential bomb that was discovered at the RNC at the Republican National Committee headquarters. What can you tell us about yes, that? Yes, that's correct. Um, just another sort of line of chaos that happened today was that both the Republican National Committee headquarters as well as the DNC, which is quite near the RNC, were evacuated um, because suspicious explosive devices were found. We don't we, ha we don't yet have any confirmation on what the device at the DNC was. We just know that it was a, sp a suspicious package. Um, the RNC there was, there were actually two pipe bombs found, um, both immediately deactivated by bomb squads. It's unclear right now if they were in the building or building adjacent, but um, the RNC was promptly evacuated and uh, those, those threats have been um, subdued at this point. Most of the people at the RNC are not actually in the office right now, thankfully, uh, but we are, we are striving to get uh, more clarity on that. It's been 
reported that they actually have video footage of the individual who planted wow. the device. So I'm sure that more details will emerge about the specifics of who did it and why um, as the story continues. Awesome. Well, Sophie, we very much appreciate you following up on these stories. And again, for all of our viewers, whether you're following the, the story about the pipe bomb, what's going to be happening with Congress, this tragic loss of life in the Capitol, we appreciate you um, and your team working uh, as hard as you do to make sure that everybody gets, gets the latest facts. Um, and again, folks, that's Sophie Mann. You've seen her before, uh, just the news correspondent who does a fantastic job bringing us the latest stories. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Gina Loudon. Stay right with us on Actionable Intelligence. We're going to be back in just a minute. Well, welcome back to Actionable Intelligence. I'm Eric Greitens. Tonight is a big and in many ways unfortunate night in the history of the American Republic. We're seeing violence in the Capitol, violence around the Capitol. And at this moment, the Capitol is under curfew. And violence and anarchy of any kind tear away at the fabric of our Republic. An election is being certified which two-thirds of the citizens of one of America's two major political parties think is illegitimate. There exist strong and unanswered questions about statistically impossible election results, unanswered questions about video of boxes of votes being pulled out and counted in the middle of the night. There's been no response to the hundreds of affidavits of American citizens who have sworn to voter fraud. The mainstream media have simply ignored these stories, and today their credibility has been shattered. Big tech, meanwhile, dropped even the appearance of neutrality before the election and blatantly censored coverage of important stories like corruption in the Biden family. We have a political class that has completely lost touch with the people that they're supposed to represent. The political establishment, in the view of many Americans, is a self-feeding, self-referential system of politicians and lobbyists who enrich themselves and their families, all while sneering at you. Millions of Americans have lost their jobs. Millions of small businesses have been closed, all by a scoffing political class that now does not even attempt to justify their policies. They've acted as autocrats and authoritarians. They scold and condemn you all while feasting themselves and following their own rules. They won't send relief to Americans who are struggling, but their spouses and children enrich themselves at the table of lobbyists. The left has waged in many ways, we've seen, a full-scale war on the law. When your cities were looted, Soros-funded prosecutors let looters loose. They refused to prosecute arson and assault, when people engaged peacefully in prayer were beaten and assaulted, the left's prosecutors looked away. Murders now happen in America's cities, and there are no trials, no charges. I've talked with some of these families, and they have almost no hope for justice for many of them. Leftists focus instead on harassing the police. For months, Americans witnessed exploding violence in cities. They watched assaults against officers, arson against businesses, and the left pretended that this was somehow normal or okay. Meanwhile, families trying to fly in airplanes were kicked off when two-year-olds wouldn't wear masks. And big companies pretended the whole time that they were being rational. They pretended that a 23-month-old child without a mask was okay, that an adult eating in a seat was okay, but that a 24-month-old child was a biohazard. 
Public health officials admonished people not to buy masks, then screamed at them to wear them. The republic our founders intended was rooted in reason. It was rooted in equality before the law and the idea of God-given liberty. Every irrational policy, every political prosecution, every lie, every voice that is censored, every liberty that is stolen, all of this tears away at the foundations of our country. Violence and anarchy and lawlessness, they tear away at the Republic. And tonight we're seeing it in and around the Capitol. The fall of the Roman Republic was a gradual process. It involved violence in the Forum, their capital. It involved disputed elections. It involved political prosecutions and a gradual unraveling. So what can we do? Well, we can revive the Republic, but it will have to be done by citizens by strong, courageous citizens who are willing to revive and rebuild. America's political establishment has failed in many ways. They embody elitism and a mad, corrupt pursuit of personal profit over public purpose. Yet for the sake of our children, the Republic can and should be revived. Doing so is going to take faith and courage, strength and compassion, and a willingness of citizens to step forward boldly and with courage. Um, that is something that has been supported by the folks here at Real America's Voice and at Just the News who always want to make sure that we are connecting to the concerns of Real Americans. And joining us right now in D.C. is the president of programming for Real America's Voice and the host of Dr. Gina Primetime, which will be airing right after this. Dr. Gina, thank you so much for joining us. Well, it's nice to be warm in the studio and outside of the barricades. Absolutely. Eric. Well, you, you had to force your way to get into the studio. The city's under curfew right now. It's under siege in so many ways. I will tell you, the city is, all the restaurants are closed, the bars are closed, um, there is no food anywhere, and now Arlington has also shut down, I understand, um, and so now I don't know where anyone's getting any food or anything, because last night everybody went outside of the city uh, to try to get food and, and to, to enjoy themselves and have a little bit of a break yes. from what is so heavy and so serious. Yes. Um, tonight, as we were walking to where we thought we could get cars, you know, get yes. to catch a, a ride um, to come to the studio. They had extended the barricade so far that you just had to keep walking and walking. As we were walking, the news was breaking about the woman who was shot in yes. the Capitol today. And there were pop-up, um, I don't want to call them riots, but people... It really did remind me of things I'd seen from the Revolutionary War, Eric, yes. if I'm honest, where yes. people would just start talking and crowds would gather and they would make speeches and they were very impassioned and the tone has changed. Yes, yes. And, and Gina, I know one of the things that you um, and the team have, have always emphasized is our support for law enforcement officers. Of course. That protests should always be peaceful. The, tr the president himself came out this afternoon and he urged did. people to go home peacefully. He urged people to maintain uh, peaceful protests, even though people are so many of them angry over these unanswered questions about election fraud, which just simply haven't been, been answered uh, up to this point. But the president was very clear about his message that the, the protest should remain, should remain peaceful and about his support and our support for uh, for law enforcement. Uh, we know, and I don't want to steal the thunder of your show, which is, which is coming uh, right up, but talk with us for a bit. You've watched this play out, not only on your own show, but you've seen how Real America's Voice has been covering and reaching out to Real Americans around the country mm -hmm. and making sure that their concerns are heard. What are you hearing from our viewers across the network about the questions that they really want to have answered? 
First and foremost, yeah. Eric, I want to say that the people on the street outside the Capitol today yes. were so many of them stopping, thanking us for telling yes. the real news. Yes. They're really tired of being misportrayed in the media. Yes. Yes. And they were so thankful we were there because they trust us to tell the truth. Yes. Yes. And we will tell the truth. I will say that, you know, uh, America's voice will always stand. A real America's voice will always stand on the side of law and order. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and I believe that true conservatism stands on yes. the side of law and order. There's no question about that. Um, and many of them said that, you know, uh, they felt misportrayed in the Capitol, that uh, in the media today regarding what happened in the Capitol, that some of the people who went into the building, honestly, today, they were taking selfies in Statuary Hall thinking that they'd just gone in on some sort of tour. Mm. It's the people's house. They were strangers in from out of town. They didn't understand that anybody had broken anything. There were Antifa among them. This I can absolutely assure you. I talked to some of them. I could tell who they were. There were, there were swastikas and uh, hammers and sickles, tattoos on these people. Uh, I don't care. You can carry all the American flags and wear all the Trump hats you want. If you've got a swastika or a hammer and sickle on your hand, I'm pretty sure you're probably not a Trump supporter. Mm. And so uh, some of those folks that were stirring up some of this, I am pretty sure we're not Trump supporters. And I think that that's a fair assertion. Does it mean no Trump supporters were involved? Not necessarily, Eric. And I think those details have to unfold just yes. like we have to wait for the rest of the details yes. to unfold about this uh, sad shooting that we know so much yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. No. And I know, that, I know that our team here at Real America's Voice, along with the team, at justthenews.com. We're going to be following and providing to, to our viewers and to the readers at justthenews.com those updates over the course of the next couple of days. Uh, give everybody a sense, if you would, for what's going to be coming up just after this on Dr. Gina Primetime and some of the big questions that you want to be looking at. You know, Eric, I want to talk about what I saw yes. this week because it was these last two days. Because what I saw on the ground was something I will never forget in my mm. life. Um, tear gas bombs exploding, people walking away with their faces red and tears going. Um, I've never witnessed our government opposing patriots. That was just something that was just I, I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. And as a citizen of this United States, it felt really strange to be a witness to what I saw over the last couple of days. So I, I really want to tell the story of what I saw on the ground because I don't think the other news media is telling that story. I know Ben Burkwam, our guy there on the ground, yeah. has been telling a lot of it. I want to tell what I saw too. Yeah, you know, we had we had Ben on the show actually earlier yes. earlier today. And, you know, he's been out there on the front lines. He was out there before the sun came up, and he's yes. out there now as a curfew's been going down. We've got a really great team that's been out there on the front lines trying to give people some perspective of what's really happening because we know that, you know, the mainstream media's credibility has been shattered. We know that, that we can't count on them to cover these issues fairly. And I think that our folks really just want to get a fair assessment of what's actually happening out there on the ground. It's one of the reasons I was so grateful to Ben for actually, you know, all of the hard and cold work that he's been doing over the course of the, of the day. I know folks are going to be interested, especially in hearing from you. And you are also talking with so many folks in the Trump campaign. You have a lot of personal friends who are there who are involved. What are you hearing from them? Um, you know, I think everybody's just in a let's wait and see yes. what happens next kind of thing because we are at a turning point in our history. There's no question about that. Eric, I want to say I think your monologue was on point. Um, thank you for outlining that the way you did. I actually want a copy of it. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> and I think uh, our viewers are so blessed to have you as a host to lay things out uh, so clearly as you did in that monologue. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Well, folks, again, that's Dr. Gina Loudon. You know her most importantly as the host. 
host of Dr. Gina Primetime. Stay right here. She's going to have a fantastic hour right after this. And again, the team here at Real America's Voice and at JustTheNews.com, we're committed to bringing you the facts. Go out tonight. Check out JustTheNews.com. They will be updating you on all of these important stories through the night. And in the morning, take a strong look at John Solomon's piece, which he's going to be publishing. As we end here tonight, take a look at what's happening in your nation's capital.